I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cut! Baby bitches leave. Enough! Baby bitches leave. Enough! Baby bitches leave. Enough! Wow. Welcome back to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV with your host, the Turkey Boys, myself, Scotty Boy, and Ryan Ankner. How do you do? What's happening, Hoops? We're back. Roaring right in. I have not, or we have not found a cameo superstar to do our intro yet, but we are definitely still thinking about it. Mm, We're going to get there. Oh, yeah. We'll find someone fun. A lot of news this week. We should probably just roar right in. Tons of news, yeah. The the Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith reveal? Ha-ha! The, uh... I always thought... Yeah, it came out that like she's been cheating on him with some August uh, Alsenia or something. He's an R&B singer that even a person like me who listens to a lot of that music has never heard of. So it it, it August brought it up, I think, just as a clout thing. Like he wanted people to start talking about him, and it worked. Mm. I think he's friends with Willow Smith. I think that's the connection. Oh, there, which is a little scandalous. Jada, my goodness. But yeah, they, I'd always heard they had an open relationship, Will and Jada Smith, so this didn't surprise me too much. But I was surprised at how open they were talking about it on their Facebook show, which still exists somehow, (laughs) some way. I wonder if they're just staging all of this because nobody remembered that their Facebook show exists. Yeah, probably. What is it called then? Like, talking at the table with out-of-touch celebrities? It's called Red Table Talk. Yeah. Which is something great. I love this. Sponsored even, by Redbox. Sorry. Not even the story of this magnitude could get people to watch this Facebook no, show. No, everyone we, just we find the, the clip. clips. Yeah, which does them no good. Yes, but yeah, poor Will. I guess he's. Uh, yeah, he's, he's being kind of a sad sack about it. Yeah, he hasn't been posting his fun Instagram content like he usually does. He's all over that. Mm. But hopefully he'll be back soon with Wild Wild West 2 or some dope turkey like that. Ooh, ooh. I needed two Will Smith cuts. <laughs> That's how good he is. Uh-huh. His embarrassing hip-hop career. Well, embarrassing. Speak for yourself. This song stinks. Timeless hip-hop career. Um, did you see the clip of somebody dubbed it? Monty sent me it. It's of, and if you guys haven't seen this, it's very funny. I don't know where to send you to to find it, but somebody dubbed the scene where he goes, How come you don't want me, man? with Uncle Phil in The Fresh Prince. And mm. they dubbed in him like, I, like, August was 14 years old when I made I Am Legend. And like, that's funny. Yeah, it was, it was good. That's some it made good, me laugh. Some good repurposing. Some good cheapies. My top news story of the week, actually, this is personal news. Wow. It's big. This is uh, my mother refuses to listen to the show because it says wow. cunt a few times in the theme song. Oh. And she said she can't recommend it to any of her friends either. So, wow. I'm, I'm reaching out to the fans, maybe um, send my mom um, your, you know, I don't know what I'm going to say here. Jesus Christ. (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) I'm just, mom, I guess this is me saying, um, if you are, if that was a ruse and you are listening to this, thank you. Mm. Because that's a big thing. We hate to see listeners leaving us because of Mm. explicit content. Maybe we should take those out or bleep them. Would that be funny? Bleep the C's? We could do that, Sam. Or like our producer some... is very talented. He could fix it. Yeah. Uh, but like, like you, you're a dishonest cunt or whatever it is. Because mm. we're not too blue in no. the, in the meat of the show. No, I don't think so. But I don't know. We'll figure it out. Speaking of that though, like Nick Cannon's getting canceled because of something he said on his podcast <laughs> about like Nick Cannon, the Jewish elite or something like. <laughs> and it's just like. He's now been ousted from Viacom, which is basically just that's the door to the entire entertainment business. Yeah. Like, what's he going to do to get back in there? I love the day that that came out. I saw 
a commercial for a new show on E! called Celebrity Call Center, where you can call in and get advice from Nick Cannon and other celebs. And then they, I don't think they aired it or they took out his parts. I wonder why. (laughs) Celebrity Call Center with like Terrence J or just like the next one in line that looks just like him. Um, Would you believe it that power couple Bill Heater and the OC's Rachel Bilson split up? I mean, I did see that. They were a weird duo. Weird. Mm. Like he's funny and she's... She was in Jumper. I hate Jumpers. That's her big claim to fame. And she was on the OC and she eked into some other movies. I go to school and I wreck. You know, I thought those two crazy kids were going to make it. Yeah, it's a shame. shame. It's a shame. Speaking of shames, we have an obit this week. Kelly Preston has uh, expired. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. The beard of John Travolta. Yeah. Is he just going to date away. guys now? I mean. Where is the love for me? Maybe. I hope so. Do you think he would go out with me for clout? <laughs> I wonder if I'm allowed to do that, if Lucy would let me date John Travolta on the side to She'd promote to. the podcast yeah. with an older, richer Hollywood elite and this, all the Church of Scientology. That's too big an opportunity to pass up. You'd have to okay. lock him down, definitely. I guess fans of the show, please, uh, since I asked you already to reach out to my mother, I think you're going to have to reach out to my mother and beg her to listen to the show and then reach out to my girlfriend and beg her to let me have sex with John Travolta for clout. Two reasonable requests. Fair. But yeah, Kelly Preston, she was in a lot of stuff. She was in Jerry Maguire in a fun role. The uh, fucking what happens there? Fucking, she looks all you see her tits, bro? You do, I think. You do, yeah. And she has that <laughs> awkward sex scene with... Like oh, Mr. Yes, yes. Mr. Lack of Sex Appeal, Tom Cruise. There's like something about I love Tom Cruise. He's in my top guys, but he's not a sex guy. Yeah. He he seems like the type who would marry a woman and not fuck her for like five years and mm. not even bat an eye. Yeah. He's just sliding across the living room and running and around and nothing. Thinking about fighter jets. Yeah. And the guy who probably won't get in. But yeah, Travolta put her in some of his best movies, including Battlefield Earth and Gaudy. <laughs> which is unfortunately her swan song. The last movie she appeared in was Gotti. Which... Funny thing about Gotti. <laughs> oh, the director of that film. Oh, man. Is... Uh, Kevin Connolly, the director of Gotti, is actually in hot water for accusations that he raped a costume designer from his first directorial or his directorial debut in 05 movie with lucas haas that no one's ever heard of that i forgot the name of but it doesn't exist it's and not real apparently he's denying it and he's saying that the sex was consensual which you know that makes sense because women mm. love to just bring up stuff from 20 years ago you know publicly and humiliate themselves with a lie you know because they just want to completely upend their life for no reason yeah the woman said he's dangerous. Oh. You met him, didn't you? Way back I when? didn't meet him, but we were on the set of Entourage. We met Kevin Dillon, Jerry Dude. Ferrara, Emmanuel Shrieky. Oh, yeah. Uh, a bunch of the producers oh, yeah. and Doug Ellen, the creator. Kev- uh, Kevin Connolly was there, ignored us all day. Oh, what a dick. We were there for about eight hours on like three different sets. He was there on all of them. He just ignored us. You know what? That's all I needed to hear. He did it. Lock Huge dick. <laughs> huge dick like went out of his way to kind of like huff by us and we weren't like some you know hollywood sign bullshit bus tour like my dad won us like some auction Mm. and it was just the three of us my dad my brother and myself and he just you know so it was like a very legit tour like we weren't being hacks about it we were just kind of standing there saying hi shaking hands you know back when you could actually touch people yeah and he just was a dickhead it is time to take a stand So I hope that they put him in prison forever. Yeah. Is that an option? Some very Billy Walsh-esque behavior from Kevin Connolly. Megalomaniac rapist Kevin Connolly. I heard it here. Yeah, he seems very hateable. I'm Mm. sure he's guilty. Agreed. What else you got? I saw that they greenlit for HBO Max a companion show to the upcoming Matt Reeves' The Batman movie. Called, I hate uh, my father. I hate my life. Okay. But I feel great, man. Okay. I forgot how long it was. Perfect Sorry. Perfect timing. <laughs> uh, a new show called Gotham City Police Department. 
that will focus on how Gotham City became corrupt and infested with criminals leading up to the Batman. Which, I mean, it sounds kind of silly, but they got the guy Terrence Winter, who worked on The Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire, as the showrunner. That's something. Didn't he have Sopranos ties as well? Or am I, I thinking think, of it? I just said that, yes. I thought you, oh, I thought <laughs> you said Boardwalk Empire. Okay. I said both. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'll give it a go. It's HBO, right? Yeah, a gritty Gotham City cop show. Yeah, could be good. Although they did just do that Gotham on the CW. That was one of the worst shows that, I've ever... That was different people, though, right? Yeah, and that was like a goofy... Although the CW is Warner movie. Brothers, so it kind of... Yeah. It's in the same orbit. I'll give it a go. Yeah, I don't know. And they also said that the Batman will resume filming in September. But all locations have reportedly been scrapped... And they're going to film the whole movie, like, in studio, even, like, outside parts. And they're just going to, like, effects heavy everything. God, I don't know. God. Yeah. Sounds a little it's, concerning. That's scary, yeah. Like, you need, like, those big sweeping. Like, think about, like, if they filmed the stadium scene for The Dark Knight on a set. Mm. Like, that's, like, a real stadium. It's the kind of thing you might not know it if you didn't know it. They shouldn't have released this info because now I'll be like watching it, looking right. for the for the scenes the whole time. I always wonder who tells the press that stuff. Mm. Like, is it like some grip? Like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, this is what's happening. And then they like, risks his whole career yeah. being ruined for page six. Or is there some herb wearing like a press hat on the set? <clears throat> like, um, er, what are you doing? <sighs> Give me the the scoop. I'm about to. I don't know. Like that, that was a little disheartening. And like, I don't know that Batman is something like I've never really, I can't think of the last time, like a superhero. I don't really like heroes in general, but like superhero Mm. shows, like don't really work. So it's like, that will probably be superhero action needs a big budget. Mm. You can't just, you know, agreed. Uh, Elvis's grandson and Riley Keough's brother, Benjamin, Lisa Marie Presley's son, shot himself in the chest at Lisa Marie Presley's uh, mansion last weekend. You hate to see it. And he's dead. (laughs) So that's too bad. And that, you know what's fucked up? If you think about Lisa Marie Presley's arc in life, like her father was dead on the toilet (laughs) Mm. in like his mid fifties. Very public, you know, drug death overdose. A couple years later, she hooks up with Michael Jackson, has like the weirdest public relationship on the planet. I don't think they had a kid, but someone correct me if I'm, am I, I don't wrong? Think so. I don't think they had a kid. I, I thought those two crazy kids were also. <laughs> yeah, that, they're not fucked up at all. <laughs> then so then Michael's dead. And then yeah. now her son is literally like just, I think he had a pill problem. He just blew himself away via mm. his chest. Chest. You don't hear a lot of people shoot themselves in the chest during a suicide. Yeah, that I feel is like a that's weird a risk. Mm. What if you miss and it just goes right through and then you can't breathe right forever? Yeah, and then you're just like in agony. And right. Ugh. I don't know. Real uplifting news for me always. <laughs> Focusing on those minor deaths. He loves them. It's all page six gives you. Page six, TMZ, they just hammer you with those type of things. And then like, look at what this Karen did. Ugh. Calling women like that Karens is a bit, it's an obit. Let's put I it obited in, it weeks ago. Yeah, yeah so that's get, perfect. Get it out of here. Like, I hate hearing that. So many people like say that, like they're the one who just thought of it. Like, oh, are you a Karen? It's like, shut up. Imagine if your name was actually Karen right now, how frustrating it would be. I know. I feel bad for the Karens out yeah. there. The good ones. There's some good ones. Definitely. I've never met a bad one, actually, now that I think about Ooh. it. How about that? Interesting. Did you see another Stephen King movie has been announced, of course. Listen to the very fresh... Sure, it's twisted. ...inspired premise of this one. It's called Mr. Harrigan's Phone. It's a movie that follows a young boy who can communicate with his dead billionaire friend by leaving voicemails on an iPhone. (coughs) This sounds like a joke of an idea of a Stephen King property. Like, we put him in the obits We did, months yeah. Ago. They he, were not listening. He just keeps coming back. We must have buried him in a pet cemetery. But, like... That was, that was good. I, every, <laughs> I got it. He's in. Every flight of fancy he's ever had, they're like, oh, that's that's a movie. That's a show. Let's get it going. Like, What's up with that? Yeah, are they, are they just trying to recreate? I mean, they, granted, 
you know, going back to the well with the Stephen King shit has worked time and time again. There's like 10 examples. He's just a name where, right. Yeah. Like uh, so twisted bro. And some of his stuff is good. I like some of it, but what do you like about it? The majority of it is just (laughs) like enough. You've written too many stories. You don't like, why don't they do like a biopic focused entirely on that time he got hit by a car in Maine. Mm. And it's like a lonesome gym, like dramedy. I'd watch that dark comedy with with like I don't know. Um, Isn't that when he got Ben like, Affleck as Stephen King? Ooh, I like that casting. The uh, didn't he get like all fucked up on yeah. coke in that period? Yeah. I think so. I think he had a lot of stuff going on. Or maybe that was earlier. He definitely had a coke period at some point. I have been dreaming and fantasizing and in love with Furio. And speaking of obits, mm. funniest part, we've been doing the show so long, like every other thing we bring up is an obit. It's just like, yeah, I mean, we well, if you think about it, we're not being provided with a lot of wonderful new content. Like today, yeah. we're, we don't even have a featured review. We're just talking about stuff that we decided to watch. Yeah. Like Greyhound. Yeah. Great. It's just us trying to like find any glimmer of hope in a sea of yeah. obituaries. Are you guys still listening? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Will Smith, Adam Driver, and Joaquin Phoenix all reportedly passed on the role of Captain Hook in Disney's new Peter Pan and Wendy, and they cast Jude Law as Captain Hook. Oh. How many times are they going to do this stupid story about Peter Pan, the boy who never grew up or whatever, and stupid Captain Hook who's after his fairy dust or whatever's going on? How many different takes yeah. are there going to have to be? I Enough. Hook, Hook was the end, and that came out in like 93. Mm. Like, I'm good. I don't even like that. I don't know. I don't like that either. Yeah. Like, the, that scene where the, they have the food fight, that always gave me so much anxiety, that mess. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Like, I, I just, it's just dumb. I thought the, I don't think Dustin, Dustin Hoffman was really bad too. It's amazing how many different stabs they've taken of the story and they just whiff every time. It's, it's like never that really... one sucked. Oh, let's try again in eight years. Yep, this one also sucked. Like, I'm tired of it. I've had it. Yeah, I mean, Disney can just sort of do whatever they want, yes. including open up their park during a pandemic and <laughs> yeah. just push everybody in. Come on in. Um, Did you see that Oscar Isaac and Michelle Williams are set to star in a new HBO limited series called Scenes from a Marriage? I did, and I bet you the scenes are not good. <laughs> yeah, I bet this is like a Blue not, Valentine-esque yeah, sob 100%. story. 100%. It's not Derek C. in France, is it? No. Okay. But that sounds good to me. Two good actors. Oh, you I can love see her. them. Big fan. I she's got chops for days. I will admit that she's talented, but there's something about her that I don't like. Mm. And I think it's because she's just not that likable of a character in so many of her movies, and she's a good actress, so she sold me. I don't like her. Yes, yeah, I actually like that about her. She never plays like the lead, like bubbly, fun woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. she always plays kind of a mess. She's always like miserable and drunk, and yeah. somebody's dead, and she's just depressing. Like Manchester by the Sea, <laughs> Blue Valentine, thinking- Jesus Christ. She's I think the, it's like I have enough of that in my own head. I don't need it again in real life. She's the queen of the sob story. Oh, yeah. Love her. Um, Kanye West dropped out of the presidential race, as expected. That's all we need to say about it. He's a fucking joke. Who saw that coming? Right. Um, <laughs> Wild. And Berta from Two and a Half Men had a heart attack, a.k.a. Conchata Farrell or Farrell. Yeah, she's, so. she's in some Adam Sandler movie that I can't place. She's one of those, like, older heavy gal character mm. actors if that's a thing that it people is. say <laughs> just like a heavy set like tough talking like oh she's playing yeah. cards with the guys and has her sleeves rolled up yeah. and a big belly she's like a Margot martindale type <laughs> everyone knows her uh yeah i like two and a half men uh, i even watched the ones with ashton kutcher what do you think about that <laughs> oh you liked the uh the yeah. kutcher season how about that I've never, I've only seen a handful of episodes of either version, mm. and it's just, it's a show. It's I'm a fine. big fan of reboots and, you know, redos and cast switches. I'm a huge fan. That's why I <laughs> can't you? wait for the Fletch reboot with John Hamm Oof. from Superbad's Gr- uh, Greg Matola. 
Yes. And it's also segue, by the way. Mm, I thought it might be. Mm. It's written by Zev Barrow, who I've never heard of, but apparently he's the writer of Amazon Original Mad Dogs, which is <laughs> what's got my teeth sunk into this project. Yes. A show that I think only you have seen. I think, yeah, I think I'm the sole viewer of that show, and I don't even remember finishing it. It's a show (laughs) about, like, a bunch of guys who, like, get a house in somewhere in the tropics or in the the Caribbean or whatever, and then, like, they get embroiled in, like, a coke controversy, and, like, they end up killing a guy. It's one of those, like, thrillers with, like, a comedy edge to it. It's, like, very bad things, but poorly done. There you go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, oh, well, we got the black guy. We got the guy with the glasses. We got the guy who's cheating on his wife. And then, like, it's all like a, whoa. It had a, such a wacky cast. I remember it had Steve Zahn and Michael Imperioli and some other sidecar. <laughs> it's just like, did you just, like, throw darts at a wall of <laughs> sidecars? Like the one I have in my room? Because it seems Yeah, like Michael it. Imperioli. I'm actually looking it up because I forgot myself. It's there's at least one other funny one. Yeah, Steve's on Michael Imperioli, Romney Malco. Mm. He's that guy from and, 40 Year Old Virgin and stuff. Yeah. And Ben Chaplin. Another sidecar extraordinaire. The like, side. <laughs> yeah, Romney Malco, if I'm saying his name right, is actually really funny. He's great. Him and 40 Year Old Virgin are like, what? You think this was an accident? Yeah. He's like showing off his look. Funny. Great bit. A lot of good bits going around. Um, I also saw Jamie Foxx has confirmed he is developing a Mike Tyson biopic. Who's going to play Mike, though? <laughs> Jamie. Oh, for real? Oh, yeah. Uh, He's back in biopic I was not jo- You thought I was joking. I'm not. No, um, it took me a second. I was like, is this a... I, okay. He, he has the film... Will depict Tyson's marriage to his wife, Kiki, who saved this man from whatever demons inside and outside of his life. They go on to say. I bet he'll be good in this. I can see Jamie Foxx pulling this off. He pulled off Ray Charles somehow. Yeah. I mean, and I can't think of anybody else that it, it should be. Mm. Like, what's it going to be? Eddie Murphy? I guess it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Actually, Eddie Murphy might kill it. I mean, he's great. Kind of in on that. The uh, Hightown uh, season one finale happened. Cool. Wow. I don't believe it will be renewed. That's my call as a high town guy. You never know. On Stars, folks, if you want to get in there, it's juicy. There's eight really good episodes. You're going to love it. Parsons is the only person I know besides me. I make Lucy watch it every Sunday, but she's not pleased with me. Yeah. It's a Boston set crime drama, and I gave up on it. That's how you know it's really bad. It's fucked up. Yeah. Did you see the trailer for that new Netflix movie, Project Power? No, what's, tell me about it. Also starring Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's like, he kind of He's working again, yeah. He's popping up in like a bunch, he's having a big year, I guess. Mm. The but, big year? Uh, it's about detectives in New Orleans looking for the source of pill that can give anyone temporary superpowers. The catch is you don't know the superpower you have oh. until you take it. So it's like... Bad Lieutenant Port of Call meets Limitless. Right. <laughs> it's a good meets. It's a terrible meets. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, like selling it wise. Oh, boy. Yeah. The, the I mean, trailer okay. actually looks kind of cool. It looks, you know, very like crankish and cheesy, but I don't know. Superhero pills. I'll give it a go. It mm. very much looks like a Netflix movie. Which, yeah, which we don't have high hopes for. Yeah. When uh, of, when is the boys coming back? That trailer just about. I think that's September. Just came out. Okay, they're not gonna push it. I don't. No, I think they finished that. So that's good. So that's coming. But also Netflix wise, they greenlit Bird Box two. I think I'm the only person who could even like tolerate that movie. I thought it was good. Everyone else seemed to hate it. I hated it a lot. But I don't know if I need. No, a sequel. I think people liked it. I don't know. I've never, I feel like I was the only one who hated it. I've never... Everyone is like, oh, that movie? Like, I'm like, I'll take that disc, man, and I'll ram it up your box. I thought it was fun. I guess I'd watch another. If they think of a interesting wrinkle for a story. And they're all, Netflix is also making Atomic Blonde 2. Which is... I like first, Charlize, sure. Yeah. Cool soundtrack. Good action scenes. The rest of it was kind of boring. Hopefully they improve that in a sequel. Mm. The uh, 
We should stop doing these stories. Tenet was supposed to come out today. It got pushed back again. It's never coming out. Nothing's ever coming out. It's fucked up and ridiculous, and I'm upset about it. Holy cannoli! And, like, the whole thing with theaters being open, I looked up times on Fandango earlier. There's one theater in Worcester that is showing Trolls World Tour and The Goonies right now. That's the landscape. I'm aghast. You can't see that, folks, but... You legit just... Your jaw just dropped. It did, yeah. You want to drive to Worcester and see a shitty overrated children's movie <laughs> with a shitty overrated children's movie from 30 years ago? Yeah, let's let's go. Maybe yeah. Josh Brolin will come with us. <laughs> Fuck, I hate the Goonies. Do we obit the Goonies? We did, didn't we? Seems like some. Yeah, I've never been in a I movie. hate that fucking movie. I've gotten in like arguments with people over that movie. Like, you don't like the Goonies? And me just like it stinks. sticking my guns like, no, not really. No, it sucks. It's fine. It's I watched little. it when I was like nine and I was like, okay. Like, everyone told me this was good. It's not. Yeah. He stinks, and I don't like him. And what else do we have here? Fuck, I hate the Goonies. <laughs> He's out. The All my news here is just people killing themselves and shit, so I'm gonna, <laughs> honestly just going to skip it and talk about That's Valentina right. Sampaio is the world's first transgender Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Hi. So, I mean, what went on up there? Yeah, I saw those pictures. She looks good. I'm in. I like pause for a second. Like she, do I say she? You can say she. she, Yes. You you should say she. I think I am woke enough to make love to her. Wow. I'm going to say that here. Are you woke enough to make love to her? Yeah. Why not? Let's get in there. Let's let's do it together (laughs) as a show. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, (laughs) Scott and I are going to make love with uh, Adele Dazim or whatever her name is (laughs) at the same time. That sounds like Patreon content. We'll Mm. do that in our like Entourage commentary episode. We'll do that while watching Entourage. That'll be big. We'll be in bed and tangled with her. Yeah. Whilst watching the Entourage movie directed by a friend of the show, Doug Allen. That'll be a hot app. Mm. And what else do we have? Netflix has committed their largest budget ever to a new movie called The Gray Man, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, who did the last two Avengers movies, and starring Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. I saw a post with them in it and didn't even read it. I was like, I don't need this. He's out on the Russos. I mean, that's a good cast. I like their work. The uh, They were like sitcom directors before they got the big Marvel gig. And now they're just... I guess this is going to be like a... What is it, a hero movie? They describe it as a mano a mano espionage thriller. So you got two big stars trying to kill each other, having a goo. Mm. Gosling, Evans, your guys. It sounds kind of like that movie with Chris Pine and Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What that, was that again? With Renee. Um, this means war. Renee's a wedger. Or not her. Uh, Reese with a There it is. Yeah. Um, eh, okay. I'll watch it. Yeah. We don't know enough about it. Sounds all right. The guy from Mythbusters is dead. Uh, Grant Imahara. Oh, yes. Dead. I saw that. <laughs> I see you went back to the dead people. Oh, no, I had to. <laughs> I got Couldn't two resist. more. I'm going to get two more. I'm going to leave oh, you, you out. Oh, two more. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> I mean, someone who should be dead. The guy who played Kevin on The Office, Brian Baumgartner, has started his own Office podcast. Oh, just him. Yeah. So, in addition to the show where Pam and What's-Her-Face talk about every episode of The Office, you can now hear Kevin talk about every episode of The Office. Is he an idiot in real life, or is that a shtick? Uh, probably a shtick, mm. but I'm going to say he is an idiot in real life also, but probably in a different manner. Yeah, I'd prefer he be an idiot in real life. I always thought Kevin was an overrated character. People like... I enjoyed him. Where he spills the chili. It's like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Ank loves that physical comedy. <laughs> he makes such a mess. Oh. <laughs> it's everywhere. And then he starts trying to... <laughs> Oh, I remember what happens. Put it back in. <laughs> Fuck. This completely fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think so. Ang's in on the new podcast, an oral <laughs> history of The Office, with Brian Baumgartner. <laughs> that episode where he's playing basketball and he's just draining all those threes. I don't remember that, but I guess that's. Funny. Oh God. I hate that fucking show, but I mean, like he, I don't know. I can't, this is an area we were not going to line up on. He's the only part of that show that really gets me. Wow. Um, That's fine. What else? Hayden Christensen is. I'm Hayden Christensen. (laughs) To be reprising his role as Anakin Skywalker in the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. I'll fuck anything that moves. I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't really care. Great. I don't even know why I <laughs> wrote it down. It's just like, yeah, he'll... That'll be a movie. <laughs> That'll be a show. I'm sure they'll, like, furtherly ruin the isn't... Star Wars saga that's just beaten to a pulp and isn't dead Isn't he famous point. for everyone hating him on all of those movies? Yeah. People... Like... His acting is a little wooden. I don't mm. think it, his performance was well-received, but... I think people hated the new one so much that they're like, oh, I'll just take anything. Yeah. Anakin's back, sure. I heard he was also working on American Heist 2. Oh. So that's what I'm really holding out for. He actually used to be married to Rachel Bilson, who broke up with Bill Hader earlier in the program. You might mm. remember, folks. Why did you do that, Scotty? They met on the set of Jumper. Beautiful. <laughs> did you hear that Pilot Pete... Uh, <laughs> And Kelly, fourth choice Flanagan, uh, are moving in together. Wow. Yeah, Pilot Pete of Bachelor fame. Wow, 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 wow. This is a woman he sent home, kept three other options, and then circled back when the other options didn't work out. I like that. Just pulling her out of the toilet and moving in with her. <laughs> that makes me think it's real. Them. Uh, I believe that it's real, yeah. Post-show, them uh, reconnecting. Him like, hey, do you remember me from the show? And her just <laughs> like, I guess I'm still interested. Hey, baby. I'm sure they're going to really go far with that. If they stay married and that goes well, I, we probably they're going to fall so far into obscurity that we won't even hear about it. So, unfortunately, we'll never know. I look forward to that. Mm, me too. <laughs> Give me cancer now! I don't think I have much more news. I'm leafing through here. I don't think I got anything else. Let's hear those shuts. Well, uh, instead of just hearing them, perhaps you could hit me with your best shuts. He's back. I turned off a new Netflix original. I mean, the amount of times I've said that, it's just probably staggering but a movie called a fatal affair something of an erotic thriller starring nia long and omar epps oh who's not my favorite epps but he can he has his moments i'm a mike epps guy exactly they're not related are they i don't think so i want them to be they should be take a stand together but this is like a weird genre. The erotic thrillers. Mm. It's like uh, movies that have a sexual tone and there's like a killer or an unstable ex <clears throat> in the midst of everything. I think it's a genre that worked in the 80s and 90s with people like Michael Douglas and I don't know, maybe mm. like a Nicole Kidman or something. But yeah. it's it's kind of gone the way of the dodo bird in terms of a lot of the like the intrigue and the sneaking around. It's just like, everyone has like iPhones now. Like you just get caught. Yeah. Like you're not <laughs> like this whole, like, you know, shadow game would no longer work in today's society where everybody's kind of on top of each other all the time. Yeah. And it's just kind of like too like slim of a genre for lack of a better word. It's just like, what else can you do with like a adultery, right. sexy back and forth? It's like, there's been enough of those movies. We've seen them all. I think that the affair TV show is the last like hope of an erotic anything, and I don't even think it's a good. I, I like it, and I like uh, Dominic West, mm. but it's you know it's just sort of like a Showtime turkey. It's not something that anybody would really point to as a point of reference for good quality television. Yeah, sometimes I'll throw on something like out of my wheelhouse just to see if it grabs me, but this did not, and I got an obit from it. This isn't really an obit, but just a line that's in too many movies. Nia Long's unhappy in her marriage, and she goes, I woke up one day and realized the man I'm married to was a complete stranger. 
Oh. And it's just like, okay. Oh. Okay. That's not what that is, Nia. <laughs> We've heard it. We gotcha. We heard you. <gasps> and I also shut off Last Christmas, which is new to HBO. Fans might remember, I think watching Christmas movies outside of the Christmas season is fucked up and unbearable. I can't do it. Christmas movies only exist during the holiday season. The rest of the year, they're just, don't touch them. Mm, Scotty Mistletoe. Mm. He's a big Christmas guy. I'm a Grinch. But yeah, like, I don't know. And even that aside, this movie was just not for me. It's like a weird... It's a movie based on that Wham or George Michael song. Oh, I was going to ask that, but is and this it, the one with the guy from Crazy Rich Asians? Yes, it's okay. him and uh, Lala, the babe from Game of Thrones. The hell's her name? Um, fuck. The Khaleesi, whatever. I, I know who you're talking about, the blonde chick. Yeah, um, Amelia Clark. There it is. Good, good pull. I wasn't going to get it. But yeah, everyone says this movie has like a crazy twist. I didn't have enough patience to get to it. I turned it off. Christmas rom-com? No, thanks. In July? Four Christmases is the only necessary Christmas movie. In this economy? Oh, Four Christmases is your one. No good? <laughs> I thought you are more of a Fred Claus guy, but that's Oof, fine. Fuck, that's a bad one. I wanted to love Fred Claus. That movie was such a disappointment. That had like two of, especially at that time, mm. two of our guys, Vince and Paul Giamatti. It's like, what a duo. This will be a masterpiece. Movie is not watchable. Who directed slightest. that again? Was it Favreau or... I think it was that David Dobkin guy who did Crashers. Cra- and Clay Pigeons yeah. is his most famous movie. I think he did it. Don't yeah, that sounds me. right. That sounds right. Yeah, that was my shuts. What did you... I have five this week. Not yeah, a hey. big week, not a small week. I shut off the new Charlize Theron uh, movie, The Old Guard, a mm. Netflix original that I, I'm actually looking forward to hearing what you thought of it. He's in. I know you finished it. Um, I, I shut off... Kenya Barris is blackish. I actually thought maybe I'll be into this because of how much I like black as fuck. And it's like, mm. it's the same writing. Like it's basically the same character as the vibe I got with it. And it is, it's Anthony Anderson trying to do the like hip, sexy, woke black guy, mm. which like Kenya Barris nails, I think. And mm. he's just bad at it. Cause he's like, he's, you know, he's like kind of skinny now. And yeah, you just, you want him to be the fat guy in the drive-thru and Harold and Kumar just being silly <laughs> and like basically like the black Chris Farley and- Animal semen. Yeah, exactly. And he's not. And he's just, you know, he's not like the whole plate anymore. Yeah, you're right. I've only seen a couple episodes of Blackish, but yeah, him as like the cool dad doesn't- Does not work. Yeah. And it's toned down because if you think about the audience or the ability to swear and, you know, be a little more risque on Netflix versus an ABC network drama. Mm. And this movie or show wins Emmys and stuff just because it's so woke. And I just, I don't know. It didn't work for me. Um, I shut off. Speaking of awful sitcoms, I tried (laughs) Will Sasso's United We Fall on Hulu on ABC. Yeah. Very bad. I I saw a few commercials. It's always funny when someone you like pops up on like a obviously very bad sitcom like that, where it's like, I get why you did this, but it's a shame that this is a ABC sitcom that you're on. It's like a letdown because he's so funny and you could tell that he's not giving anything. Yeah. He's probably giving like 7% to just eke out the awful dialogue they wrote for him. It has like the bad guy from Weeds. The, the the Hispanic guy who was also in um, How High or whatever that, that yeah. I'm sorry, Damian Bashir. Yeah, he's uh he gets a decent amount of work. Good amount of work. He's in the Hateful Eight. I shut off good. Exit Plan. Ooh, which I'm not even remembering what that is now. You clearly had an Exit Plan for that one. And I also <laughs> did throw my hat in the ring to try and watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire and. <laughs> failed miserably wow it was on for about a half hour i probably only paid attention for about five i was gonna say you probably like glanced at the screen once just was like what is it two french two french babes like walking around on the beach and there's like a lot of what could be better picturesque scenes and like i was like well there's that lesbian scene coming up maybe i'll hang in there for that and I just couldn't stop playing with my phone. And at one point I was just watching TikTok videos and I was like, you can't watch TikTok videos during a movie with subtitles and know what's happening. So let's just shut this off. It's over. Correct. 
I didn't. Maybe if I'd watched it for the first time with you seeing it for the first time, and I could have questioned man throughout. But <laughs> I found myself very quickly confused because I wasn't paying attention, and then I just wasn't in the mood for it anymore, and it was over. You looking up from a TikTok like, what are these foreign broads yapping about? What are we doing here? I don't know why I'm giving you like a fun voice. It just sounded right. But Portrait of a Lady on Fire, what a stirring masterpiece. I'm going to watch it again just because you brought it up. Mm. I would like for you to watch it again and then do another review. Yes. That's the goal. He's in. Why don't we uh, take a break and, you know, maybe we can just like take our shirts off or something if we can't find anything to watch. That sound good? Sounds chill. All right. We'll be right back. Cool. startled her a little bit and then I explained to her who I was and I changed her flat tire for (laughs) oh (laughs) I like the running gag of you playing completely unrelated sound clips of our friends (laughs) for the fans they like it too oh yeah I bet Monty's having a laugh right now he's in that old salt speaking of old salts the old guard might as well get buckle up folks (laughs) The movie that Ank shut, the new Netflix original, which is kind of like an updated version of Highlander, Charlize Theron and an immortal team of sidecars, like, you know, just living through the ages. Do they explain how they became immortal? They do. They actually get into the backstory and it has some cool like twists on the immortal stuff. Like one of the characters was trapped underwater in a coffin for 500 years and since they're immortal, they just kept dying and then coming back to life and dying over and over and over again for 500 years. I was like, that's a cool idea. I've never seen in a movie. And uh, for the know, next hundred years, other stuff like that, like a soldier gets killed, but then she comes back and doesn't know why. And everyone's weirded out that she's alive again. It is some cool like twists on immortal stuff are you saying i should give it another go tonight because i have nothing else i don't know it had some decent action scenes where like everyone gets shot to hell with bullets and then all the bullets fall out of them and they come back to life and kick everyone's ass it's kind of cool like cheesy action movie stuff wise but it was very much a netflix movie Mm. as we say Mm. Like you'll It's not a compliment. If you saw it in the theater, you'd be like, something's a little off about this movie. I don't know what it is, but they just <clears throat> didn't have everything they needed. And they do the thing where they tease the sequel at the end in like outrageous fashion. Why do they do that? I mean, it might even get a sequel, but movies waste the end of their movie just setting something up that might not even happen. It's right. like just have a cool ending and have that be that. I don't know. I actually watched a bunch of movies this week. I also watched First Cow. Was that good? It was. I'd hate it, wouldn't I? You would. Yeah. It's, it's very slow. I like this director a lot, Kelly Reichardt. She made Old Joy and Wendy and Lucy and a bunch of other like artsy indie thinkers. She's, uh, she's really good. Her mm. stuff feels like realer than other movies and is always filled with interesting characters. And First Cow was just very realistic, good movie about friendship, trying to work and live in America back in the day. It's like something of a Western. I really enjoyed it. And as much as I liked it, it was not the cow movie I was expecting. It's called First Cow, and the poster is just, boom, a big cow. Watching this, the cow is in the movie for less than five minutes total. Hmm. So if you put this on expecting a cow movie, you might be a little disappointed. Is all I'm going to say. Like half the movie, I'm sitting there like, where's that cow at? I saw your tweet about that. Yeah. And I was thinking like, oh, well. It's like Beetlejuice. If there's no cow, I'm not that interested. A lack of screen time for the titular character. Very odd. And what did you watch? What have you gotten in? I started off right away after we finished the last show with Greyhound. Mm, I also watched this. It was okay. Yeah. 
Way better than I thought it was going to be. Did you appreciate that big cameo? What was that again? You didn't notice Chet Hayes? Oh, Chet Hayes is in Greyhound? Yeah. Wow. I totally missed that. He looks different. He looks like he had a gain, but he's in it. That bumps my score up an entire letter grade. It's even funnier that as a fan of Chet Hayes, you did not recognize him or his work. Yeah. I must have just been too into it. But for Um, people who don't know, this is the Tom Hanks, his new movie. You can watch it on Apple Plus. And we were worried about it because we thought it was going to be a submarine movie, which we hate. But this is just like a naval warfare movie. Right. They're they're above the water, at least. And they're fighting submarines, but you don't ever see what's going on inside them. I hate submarine movies because of like the claustrophobic, annoying nature of it. I don't think sea battle is interesting either. But this was okay. I mean, I, I went into it thinking I would shut it off, and I somehow made it through. Yeah, same. And I love how quickly it got right into it. There's mm. no build at all. Well, it's like 80 minutes, which is awesome. Beautiful. But like... 83 minutes. They just put you on the ship. They explain real quick, oh, he's the captain. They're like mid-war. It's like, here we go. We're off and running. And yeah. It was okay. I enjoyed it. And uh, it had Carl Glussman. He does not show his penis, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. It was, it, to me, it's, I don't want to say it depressed me. That's the wrong word. But it was very much a theater movie and not in the theater. So I was like, eh. I thought the same. Like, it had sequences where I was like, oh, I bet that would look really cool on the big screen. Mm-hmm. They had this awesome shot where they, like, went up into the sky and you saw, like, the whole sea of the battle. Yeah, it just didn't it wasn't jumping off my tv and like i have a big tv i just i don't know i can't imagine people who watch this on a fucking ipad yeah which is i'm sure what a lot of people did given that it's on (laughs) apple tv plus watch it on my phone i'm sure there's a good portion of people who quibbied this movie (laughs) um yeah chet hayes who is chet hanks tom's son not really sure how he got the role but good for him i hope he beat out colin hanks for this role (laughs) I'm jockeying. I'm more (laughs) off-putting. Yeah, I don't know. It was fine. It tried really hard to be epic, and it didn't... Like, it doesn't really have the staying power. Like, this is the kind of movie that no one will ever watch again. Yeah, I wonder how it would hold up. It kind of worked for me. For, like, a movie like this, I was into it. Mm. But, yeah, probably not something you're going to want to pop on. I'm notably not a Hanks guy, like, at all. So, for me to have even finished it is... He's such a pro. This is him right in his wheelhouse, playing like a guy who's very good at his job. This is exactly what Hanks does. Just showing people the ropes. He was very much in the pocket for this movie. And like, I can, you know, I I can acknowledge talent. Yeah. Greyhound now exclusively on Apple Plus. I think they do a free trial if you're not aware of Apple Plus and you want to check this movie out. Let's do a free trial. It is worth paying for, I think. It has like, I enjoyed defending Jacob. Hmm. Um, the um, morning show is good. There are going to be more seasons of both of those. I don't know. Or actually, Defending Jacob is a miniseries. That's over. But uh, morning show is coming back. And that show with the Always Sunny guy that you liked? I can't remember the name. It has an awful title. Awful title. Raven's Claw Mythic Quest. There it is. I, I don't even like telling people about it. but <laughs> It's very um Give it a better sounding. title and let me recommend it to people. Call it like Video Game Place. Yeah. And then I'm in and I'll recommend it to everyone. Hmm. Um... I also Margaret Qualley. Oh, wait, no. That's oh, no. next review. Whoopsie. Is that it? I read the wrong line. He's in. I snuck in a movie called Relic, a new horror movie. Was it good? on iTunes. No, it was not. I'm just going to read the summary real quick. I almost watched that. A daughter, mother, and grandmother are haunted by a manifestation of dementia that consumes their family's home. Oh. And this has Emily Mortimer. Uh, Emily Mortimer. One of my favorite British babes. She's in Matchpoint and Shutter Island, a bunch of stuff. You'd know if you saw her. But she was really good in it. But this movie was just... Like, for a while I was watching, I was like, wow, this is really like well-directed and eerie. And I was into it. And then like after half an hour, I was like, wait a second. Is this the most boring movie ever made? <laughs> like, it's... It's one of those slow burn family dramas where I was like, oh, this grandmother, she's something's up with her. This is really going to heat up. And it just never goes anywhere. Like. Oh, I lost my place here. 
the uh you didn't love it no i hated it hmm. like if i, wanted, I almost pulled the trigger on that one yeah it's just in addition to being boring the end gets like super super sad and depressing with like dementia stuff it's just like who is this movie for what are we doing here and if I want it to be reductive, I would say it's just a shitty version of Hereditary. And you shouldn't watch it. Mm. It's a Relic, now on iTunes. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I almost forgot, you're going to be so proud of me. This was my first refund. You got a fund? I got a fund for this movie. How much did you pay to rent it? I think it was like four ninety nine or five ninety nine. Mm. It was substantial. Above two ninety nine, it's worth it, yeah. And yeah, I... I went for it. I was like, I can't, I can't have paid for this. But they accepted it. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I think they know that most people aren't going to go through doing that. I mean, most people don't even know they can do that. Yeah. So those that do get the refunds. Exactly. I wouldn't have even attempted it if I didn't know about your success story. Yeah, I shouldn't be telling everybody they're going to steal my my thunder here. I'm going to have to get get secretive about it. Yes. Um, can we talk about Native Son? I'd love to. I really love this movie and. I'm hoping you liked it too. It's an A24 movie with Ashton Sanders from Moonlight. It's a a young African-American living in Chicago, enters into a seductive new world of money and power after he's hired as a chauffeur for an affluent businessman. That's a terrible description of this movie, by the way. It's the only one they offer, and it doesn't really sum up this movie at all. It's so weird. You just mentioned that this kid was in Moonlight because I didn't realize that while watching it. But the movie reminded me of Moonlight just in general Mm. and probably subconsciously because that actor. But yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's very good. In this, in Moonlight, he plays like a, you know, he's like very soft spoken. In this, he's like the cool guy making everything happen, like banging babes in Mm. a bar in between billiards rounds. Did you appreciate um, it's a good actor. that powerful twist? I'm not going to say what it was, but... I did. Lucy ruined it for me, unfortunately, because she was reading reviews on her phone. And <laughs> she goes, oh, no, there's I read a, a spoiler. And I went, don't fucking tell me. <laughs> and then as there was a scene that was very important coming up, and I mean, I guess me even telling you when it happens, like this is sort of could be construed. So don't listen to this if you're really into this movie, Native Son. Mm. But I, she goes, oh, make sure you're paying attention because I had my phone in my hand. And I was like, oh, so now, and you were able, and at that point I was able to predict what was going to happen. I was mm. like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you think I was going to miss it? Yeah. But uh, it's, the you don't need that to happen to have it be great. I think it's just like... That can happen with movies. Like, even if someone doesn't actually spoil the twist, knowing that there's a twist right. is usually enough that, especially if you're mid-movie, it's like, oh, I can see where this is going It spends the whole movie. You're just thinking about yeah. what might happen, and you try to think of... I'm like... It's almost like you're waiting for a jump scare. Yeah. Bill Camp, by the way, who plays yes. the rich dad... I also wrote a note about Bill ...is such Bill a Camp. worker. And I, if you looked at his IMDb, he's had a great decade basically like he's in everything he's shows up on like every hbo show in like the detective role he was in joker playing a detective he was an outsider he's such a believable character actor that just adds like i don't know he really is a plus in everything i see him i love love loved this cast david allen greer is outstanding margaret qualley is outstanding david allen greer is a damn scene stealer watching him i was like why where has he been like, he's great. He's not in enough things. He's not in anything. And he's great in interviews. He does really good press. It's like, why are people not casting him? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. I forgot he was around. I was yeah. like, what's he been doing? He's fucking great. I legitimately loved this movie. And I didn't even know it existed for the longest time. Mm. And I would just see the poster on Prime or whatever and just kind of go, um, okay, yeah, whatever, and just skip it. It was totally off my radar. Yeah. And I, Sorry. It came out a year ago, and it's like very timely in terms of everything going on, in terms of just the you know the Black Lives Matter movement and all the things happening now. Definitely, and yeah, I wouldn't have watched it if you didn't recommend it. Something about it, Native Son. It's like doesn't sound very bad title. enticing, and yeah, this is like a good movie of the moment. Mm. HBO Max is actually where this movie lives right now. It's not on Prime, I don't think. Which is HBO Max. We've only had it for a few weeks, but. Mm. 
I loved it. I thought it was fucking awesome. It's the best movie I've watched in weeks. Yeah, I really liked it. And you mentioned Margaret Qualley, right? Mm. She's good. She's one of our gals, I believe. She is. She is. She is uh, Andy McDowell's daughter, dated Pete Davidson. She was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She's just making quite the name for herself in uh, Tinseltown. Yeah. She's the girl in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood who like has her feet on display the whole movie. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Show me those feet. But yeah, I recommend it. Native, Native Sun, Sun, HBO Max. Is Legit, it? like, twist or no twist, like, you're going to love it. Yeah. If I fucked that up for you, sorry, but I just thought that was a funny story. He's in. I also watched Alec Baldwin's The Shadow. <laughs> wow. Codpiece gifted it to me, and I watched it immediately, and the it's shadow. a fucking cartoon. I love that period of movies in the early 90s where instead of making superhero movies, they made movies out of, like, serials from the 1940s, like The Phantom and The Rocketeer and The Shadow. It's like, that's what used <laughs> Billy to- Zane? Yeah. I've yeah. never seen The Shadow. Um, you're going to love it. <laughs> it's basically Baldwin in that glad to hear that voice for an hour and a half. Terrific. And Tim Curry pops by and a bunch of other sides. And Baldwin is like, has a, Baldwin is just like at his worst in this. And it just, it's just so muggy and bad. You sent me a clip where it's like, they do a reveal where he's like, <laughs> pops down in front of some goons or whatever. <laughs> And they do a, an unexaggerated, like, 20-second zoom in. Yeah, I posted that on Instagram. I was like, God, this is good. It's insane. It's just like... It's such a roar in. Not even, though. It's like a crawl in. Yeah. The shot's so long, I was, like, laughing. Just like, what? What are we building to? What is this? And it's just nothing. The shadow knows. Yeah. <laughs> like, the tagline is so embarrassing. Like, evil lurks in the hearts of men. And just, yeah. everything about it is just cringy. And I loved it. And it's on Cinemax if you don't feel like paying for it, but it's four ninety nine on iTunes, and I'm giving it four bags of popcorn. Ooh, does the which shadow, is high for me? Does he have like a supernatural twist? What's his? Deal? He can read minds, sort of. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, it, it, and then he meets this woman that can like kind of also read minds, and they're like oh. in love, and like the end gets a little weird, and I stop paying attention, sort of. But like, there's there's a lot of good good stuff in the beginning that's very funny they read each other's thoughts and determined yes. that they wanted to have sex with each other i don't even think that's there's fun. a sex scene but it's implied that they're an item and i can't tell it's one of those movies where they do a bad job of illustrating the time period i think it's supposed to be like the 50s mm. but i honestly couldn't tell you it's like i'm okay there's no cell phones yeah and like the guns look old and they're driving like studebakers but like yeah. this is this 1920 is this 1960 what is this i know what you mean a bunch of movies do that with like a half-hearted period yeah. piece it's just like where are we <laughs> can is we this- commit to this that it feels like do something with the fucking lens i don't know like yeah. make it look old <laughs> Do something. Don't just have one guy being like, hey there, Betty Sue. And then everybody else is kind of just wearing hats. Yeah. Like, uh, and then there's a guy in the background on a phone. Like, what are we doing? And I'm supposed to be impressed because she's got a backpack. <laughs> you were the tucked in guy. I also love that period, like a movie like that where Alec Baldwin's supposed to be the hunk. Mm. Just because he's such a cartoon character now. He like, was a hunk back then, yeah. which is funny. And then he gained like 100 pounds. And he started abusing his his daughter and punching uh, paparazzi and, you know, getting silly on interviews. And he's had a weird fucking career. He's like an outspoken vegan now. He's like a big Hillary Clinton guy. Like, Mm. he's just like all over the place. Yeah. I don't know what to make of him anymore. Yeah, I don't either. I think I'm still in. I'm in. Yeah. I think he's funny. There's no, his Trump impression has sort of swallowed him whole. That like, it's all a face. It's not funny. Yeah, it's... It's just nothing. He doesn't look or sound like Trump. And yeah. and dads everywhere think it's great. Yeah, like, if he tried to do that impression without the hair and the tan and the whole deal, people would be like, what are you doing? What why, are you doing? Why are you talking what oddly? You what is this? Yeah, it's a bad impression. And like I said, I think it's really just enveloped his entire career. There's a scene where he's, like, in his apartment in this movie and he has his wife beater on. And like, you can see he has like a cartoonish amount of chest hair. Like it's literally like a shirt underneath his tank top of chest hair. Yeah. And that made me laugh. I don't know, The Shadow, check it out. 
I think all the Baldwins should team up for some sort of super movie. There's hey, like Haley too. Haley's also in. Yes. Mm. Sort of like a Incredibles live action movie. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. I like that. Mm. All right. All right. I'm gonna give that a green light. The TV guys. What have we been watching TV wise? Hightown. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Hightown. Moving on. Hightown. What a. I did watch like a scene of it and had the thought: every star show has the vibe of a porno where the characters just never have sex, even though they sometimes do. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? There is. Yes. Like Where it's that, that build to nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Star shows oh, yeah. are rough. But I watched some of that TBS competition comedy show, whatever the hell you call it. Tournament of Laughs. Yes, Tournament of Laughs. Fucking laughs. And you loved it. This is such an excuse for a TV show. We've been talking about it because friend of the show, Jim Norton, is on the show playing one of his characters, Chip Chipperson, who is a character who like purposefully tells bad jokes. And he's in the lead on this comedy competition show, which will tell you about how strong the other combatants are. I'm not sure why that's playing. But this show, they got Jason Sudeikis hosting. And it's just... They take these videos from people's Instagrams and just air them on television or like clips from their YouTube posts and stuff. Sounds great. Like nothing on the show is original content except for Jason Sudeikis sitting in a green screen studio doing a passable host job, I guess. Mm. It's, It's terrible. If you follow these people on Instagram, you don't need to watch this wildly padded show with commercials and filler and nonsense. But it does have some fun stand-ups. Tim Dillon, Matteo Lane. Did you laugh funny a people. lot? No. Nothing? I, I this is Chip, by the way. Party people. I don't know what you pieces of garbage are doing, but you need to check out the Turkey Boys on the newest episode of Enough the Podcast. <laughs> they say podcast, but it just comes out as podcast. That's that's enough, Chip. He's a true fan. We didn't pay him to do that. He just... Yep. He reached out to me, actually, which was yes. great. He was just like, you know, like, Scott won't pick up my calls, but, like, I really I really just want to let you know how much I love the show. And I said, you know, thanks, bud. So, that was nice. Listen, buddy, thank you. So, yeah, avoid Tournament of Laughs on TBS. And just avoid TBS. I don't even know what's going on over there. Mm. And I think that's pretty much all I've been watching. Mm. That's all I can think of. All I can think of to do now would be to watch something. I have an idea about what we, you know. Maybe 90 seconds of The Departed, the 2006 Martin Scorsese (coughs) film in which he finally won his Best Director Oscar. Would you be interested in that? I would. Awesome, let's do it. He's in. Well, you do think you know. Hoping we might get a Baldwin pop by after all that Baldwin talk. I feel like this scene will never end. Yeah, I feel like we've been watching this for maybe eight shows. You don't pay much, you know. It's almost a fucking funeral enterprise. The question is, and this is the only question, who thinks that they can do what you do better than you? Do you remember when we saw this in the theater five times? Feels like we're doing that again right now. <clears throat> the scene will never end. Like mm. this is heavy weighs the crown. You wanna be me? <clears throat> you wanna be me? I probably could be you. Yeah. Yeah, I know that much. Oh. But I don't wanna be you, Frank. I don't wanna be you. Wow. Heavy lies the crown. <laughs> sort of thing. Francis. I'm out of here. You'll have to set the alarm. Yeah, all right. I'll I like, see you, Chris. I like how French, the number one, calls him Francis. That is mm. fun. It's a fun little show. Shows character. that they're, oh, be- they're buddies. It establishes. Yes. The the fucking food. food. I don't know. <clears throat> <laughs> Watching things eat. 
He slapped, kill a fly off the table and then eat it. Is that what that was? Mm. Great. Okay. That's 90 seconds. I've had enough of this bit, but I'd like for it to be done. Let's see how much we have left, actually. I'd say at least an hour. We are an hour and 36 minutes and two seconds into it with 55 minutes, 17 seconds. Kid, oh my God, Christ. I'm getting, I'm getting so fired up now. Thinking about how we're going to be at Fenway any fucking minute now, kid. Let's go. Kid, I'm heading to Lansdowne Street to fucking watch Kid, the we're game. already there. Oh, fuck. The music's gone. I'm fucking falling out of character. <laughs> fuck, kid. Kid. <laughs> this city stinks. He's oh, God. Let's hear those plugs, man. I mean, follow us. On Twitter at Podcast Enough, on Instagram at Enough the Podcast. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Seasoned. And yeah. Follow me on Instagram at Ankner. And that's, I don't know, that's enough. None of you are following my business. Wow. Don't support me. Ooh, every <laughs> tell them yeah let's get angry at the fans at the zero hour tell them they need this yeah that's like a lasting anger at the end of the fucking show yeah. that was a fun show though I uh I enjoyed it because of all the flying and the magic likewise yeah anyway we'll be here next week talking about all sorts of stuff this has been episode 77 with no appearance by Parsons oh. so F him but uh Say a uh, special shout out to his son Donovan. Donovan, super fan. Yes. Um, have a lovely weekend, everybody. Folks, and don't get the coronavirus. Folks, that's enough. Have a good one. Hail Payman. Goodbye. Listen, let me explain something to you. You don't want to put a cotton swab in my nose, dog. Why? What happened? I got angel dust, coke, THC crystal, animal tranquilizers, asshole dust, fucking pubic hairs. I smelled Newark in the summer. What happened? I smelled coke, heroin, fucking. Are you kidding me? When they did my nose, I remember. Oh, asshole dust. You know, open up an asshole, a little bit of dust comes out. Nobody knows nothing. You just take it like a.